Anyhow, guys, let's, uh, let's get started. Father, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity you, you bring to us to come together, to praise you, to worship you. Um, in our Bible study, as we discuss you, and we ask to you, Lord, that you help us. Holy Spirit, help us to understand, to be part of a great discussion. In your name, amen. So we've been talking about the Holy Spirit and the work of the Holy Spirit. And uh, I said that we don't pay attention or we don't uh, give the place that the Holy Spirit deserves in our lives and in our community. So um, it was originally a two-Sunday class, discussion, whatever you want to call this. But then um, the Holy Spirit said, hey, if you don't pay enough attention to me, why two Sundays? <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to park ourselves here a little while, maybe three Sundays or four Sundays. He did. He did. He did. Like I told Troy, so he probably spoke to you too at the same time. In the same language. You don't listen. That's the problem. We don't listen. And that is our problem. So last time we, uh, we said, we read, um, if you love me, you will keep my commandment. And I will ask the Father. And he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it is neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. And we, uh, we went through a bunch of um, verses where we talked about the character of the Holy Spirit, the personality of the Holy Spirit. And... Uh, we said the Holy Spirit is God. We said that He is the, the, the same of line to the Holy Spirit is line to God. So He is God. Uh, and we talked, we read all of this to get into the work of the Spirit. Uh, today, uh, today I want to go, and I have to confess. Um, it wasn't audibly, but I did feel that we needed to spend more time talking about the Holy Spirit. And the subject that captured my heart this week is what it is to be filled with the Spirit. How do, how do we know we're filled with the Spirit? What does that mean? And I landed on Ephesians 5. So I want to read Ephesians 5, 15 to 21. And then we're going to spend a little time on uh, 18, 19, and 20. But we're not going to forget 17. So we're going to try to go through that. Hopefully today, if not, we're going to extend the 
uh, discussion however many Sundays we need. All right? We ready? Guten Morgen. Ephesians 5, 15 to 21. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything, thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. So, what does this have to do with the Spirit? Everything. All of it. All of it. The Spirit is God, is the Lord. So, we have to know the will of the Lord. We have to be filled with the Spirit. And if we're filled with the Spirit, we have the Lord in our heart, and we give thanks always and for everything. And if we're filled with the Lord, i.e. the Holy Spirit, we're careful on how we walk. That's the summary of the class. Thank you for coming. It was a pleasure. (laughs) So, first step. We walk carefully in wisdom. Oops. We look carefully then how you walk as wise people in wisdom. In wisdom. By the way, the first 14 verses of Ephesians 5 Paul first talked that we need to walk in love and we need to walk in the light. The light is Christ. Okay, not in darkness. So be wise, not foolish. That's simple, right? Very simple. Let's ask... um, Actually, um, Troy, first, uh, let's read 1 King 3, 1 to 13. And uh, um, Shorty, Proverbs 3, just park yourself there and I'll I'll tell you which ones to, to read. 1 King 3, Kings. I'm, in my mind, it sounds like an S. It doesn't come out, but, but, but I'm sounding an S in my mind. So, 1 Kings 3, 
1 through 13. And we find ourselves with whom? Troy, do you, you know? It's, it's up there, guys. Solomon. Thank you, sir. Solomon. And Solomon is... Uh-huh. And he is a king of whom? Israel. Awesome, guys. You know your Bible. You know your Bible. Three. One. And uh, read uh, 3, 6, please. First Kings 3, verse 6. Keep going. And Stop. Solomon says, hey, you make me king. You were pleased with my dad. You gave a lot to my dad. But now it's my turn. But I know nothing. Sorry. But I know nothing. It says, it says, although I am but a little child, I do not know how to go out or come in. So there's a realization. He's humble enough to know I know nothing. So our first step to be wise is to what? To understand that we know nothing. Keep reading, Troy, please. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have... Uh Uh-huh. So I know nothing... And I'm in charge of a lot of people. What do I know? You blessed my dad. Now you put me here. I know nothing. And there's a lot of them that I need to take care of. And then he asks, Give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind. Wisdom. Help me understand to govern your people that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to govern this, your great people? Who can even do this? First, I'm a child. There's too many of them. I know nothing. And who can govern all these people? Your people. Grant me understanding. And it says, I'm sorry, Troy, I'm going to continue reading because I can't, leave, I can't hear you. Maybe I'm going. It pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this. And God said to him, because you have asked this and have not asked for yourself long life and riches or the life of your enemies, you have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right. Behold, I now do according to your word. Behold, I give you a wise and discerning mind, so that none like you has been before you, and none like you shall arise after you. This is a lesson, an application for us. Right? And that's the point I'm trying to make here. 
And, and he goes on and he, he writes Proverbs 3, 13 through 26, and he talks all about um, what wisdom is. Not only that, uh, in Proverbs 2, 1, it says, The fear of the Lord, and in Proverbs 1, 7, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I know I asked you to park yourself there, Shorty, but uh, I just jumped that because I'm, 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 it's, it's taking me longer than, than, I, than I expected. Um, wisdom, our application. We know nothing, guys. Especially those who come up here. We know nothing. And we ask God to give us wisdom. Just like you should do every single day. Give me wisdom to understand. Give me wisdom to be your testimony. That's what he means by who can govern you great people. Who can do it? Just you. Give me wisdom. Psalm 111.10 and Proverbs 4.7 and Proverbs 9.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And it says then, in what we read, that you need to walk carefully. So our first step of being filled with the Spirit is that we walk carefully as wise people with wisdom, and we ask for it. And we ask with circumspection. That's a big word. I have to learn to say it. With caution, with care, in the right way. Not as fools. So make the most of your time. And then it goes to say, and we're reading Ephesians 5, 17 through 21, guys. And it goes to say, Therefore do not be foolish, but understand the will of the Lord. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. We need to be filled with the Spirit. And I want to park ourselves here just a sec. When you believe, and we talked about this last Sunday, when you believe in Jesus for salvation, at that moment, there are four things that happen. Ribs. You like ribs? I love them. So remember, ribs. Regeneration. Boom, right there. Yes, he says yes. And that's an amen. Yes, hallelujah. hallelujah. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Regeneration. And the Spirit indwells in us, and we read it. It comes. You know what the meaning of indwelling is? It's so deep, it's so ingrained, it's so tight to you. Indwells. Huh? Say again? And you're baptized in the Spirit. And you're sealed. Period. 
And he says, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There you go. Thank you, sir. Guys, we have the Spirit. And I'm going to say it, I said it last time. It's the place we have to give to the Spirit. That's what Jesus said. He has to come. I have to live. I am done. But the one who comes is going to help you. It's going to do. It's still God. But I have to go so he can come. And he is the one who lives in you. And this is probably summary of last Sunday. Four things. And because those four things happen, then the Spirit helps us. It empowers us to serve. We're called to serve. Our lives in Christ is a life of service. You don't have to be in ministry. You are a minister, says the word. You already are. And the Spirit empowers you to serve. And the Spirit empowers your sanctification. That process, that process we go until. So Paul talks about, you know, you can't be a baby anymore. You have to grow. And that growth is helped, is empowered by the Holy Spirit. And it gives you illumination. It helps you. When you're connected truly to the Spirit, it helps you understand the Word of God. That's why many times we have those aha moments that we've read something many, many a times and all of a sudden you're like, that was there? That was there? And it's the Holy Spirit in you. And it's happened to all of us. And last but not least, it intercedes before God with groanings. Any questions? Let's go to Romans 8, 9, and 11. Just, just to prove the point. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you, which it does, meaning that if, in fact, you are saved, it dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is alive because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. And Freddie says again, Hallelujah. It's okay if you say hallelujah. It's fine. Because it's the Spirit. Thank goodness we have the Spirit. Thank goodness we have the Helper. Now, Paul says, And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. 
Don't get drunk. Just uh, an aside. Why, he said, don't get drunk? By the way, I believe that it's okay if you have a little drink. That's not, I don't, I'm not saying don't drink. If you don't drink, that's fine also. If you don't want to, because you don't want to stumble. Yes. But he says it, and I, I had to look at this. Paul addresses wine because it was a very prominent alcoholic beverage, but it was used as a spiritual tool, especially the Greeks, to meet the gods. The celebration to understand and live the gods. And what Paul is saying, you are to be controlled, and you will be controlled by someone or something. So don't be controlled by the spirits. Be controlled by the spirit. And that's the point. Don't. The word used is asotia. It's a word to describe excessive indulgence, an abandoned and dissolute life. It's the same word used in the story of the prodigal son. It's the same word used in Titus 1 and 6 when describing the requirements of an elder. Don't do it. Don't be controlled by anything but filled with the Spirit. Controlled by the Spirit. Paul, again, is contrasting have self-control. And Romans, those who say, but, but I can't, I, but, but I, I'm weak. I want to read Romans 14.4. And some of you memorize all of this, and I try, but my memory. And it says, it's talking about passing judgment and eating uh, and abstaining and not abstaining and all that. But the point he's making is, who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before his own master that he stands or fall, and he will be upheld. And this is what I want you to remember. For the Lord is able to make him stand. The Lord is able to make you stand. And that's a spirit-filled life. That's a dependency on the spirit. So be filled with the spirit. So the question is not a question of quantity. Because if we have all of that, we have all of the Spirit. We don't have a little bit. The Spirit, the whole of it, is in us. So it's not a question of quantity. It's a question of quality. It's our connection, our dependency on the Spirit. So the question is not how much of the Spirit we have, but how much of me does the Spirit have? You follow that? You see that? How much are you allowing the Spirit 
And yes, it's us. Because we're working out our salvation. That's what Paul is talking about. You are saved, but you have to work. You have to do things to move in your sanctification. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And? And? No, no. I'm, I want you to continue on. No, no, I, I get it. I have, I have a question, but my question is then back to you. And? Because it's not about you. And it's if you make it just you and you and you, you will continually to feel depressed. And it's not quantity, it's quality. And it's the dependency on the Spirit. I know, I know I'm not going deep in the answer. But is it about you? Why is it always you? Are you doing it for yourself? Are you doing it because it's a check mark? Are you doing it? How are you doing it? And we're getting to uh, 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 more um, of a process of how we get into how I feel this way. And I'm not, by the way, and I've said it many times, and I, you know, feelings are real, but they're not truth. I say like seven times here. You wanted to say something. Right. But that, that is exactly my point. That is exactly my point. That is, it's not us. It's not about me. The, the, the moment that we continue to make it about ourselves, the, the moment, it's the moment we open the door for those a life of continually accusations and, and pushing us down, and it's not about us. It's like, yeah, it's us because we, we're here. It's you. But you have all of that. And your dependency on that and coming back to that. Like, it's not me. Yes, it's me, but it's not me. It's the spirit who lives in me. You follow what I'm saying? I think we're saying the same thing. I think. I think. Let me, let me get here first. The, the spirits, right. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Those that we can't handle, yes. But he does. Mm-hmm. It's, that, it's that dependency on him, that dependency, and we have to continually come and continually come. Yes, sir. Been. Right, right, right. Correct. And that, correct, correct. And the same thing we can say in Galatians when he talks about the fruit of the Spirit. You know, we always say the fruit of the Spirit, but he first says, if you're not in the Spirit, all of this, and he gives a list of things that are happening since because you're not filled with the Spirit. And, and the first, um, so the Spirit is guiding your words, your thoughts, your actions, but how do I know? And I, this is the question I think that we're all trying to, to ask or, or talk is, how do I know I'm filled with the Spirit? And your point is, we need to understand the will of the God. And how do I understand the will of the God? By reading, studying, and obeying the word of God. Period. I think that's what you're saying. That's it. What? You want something to say? You have something? Because you're the one going. Yeah. So. 
Just raise your hand like a human being. Right? He asked for wisdom. Correct. I think the answer, the answer to Freddie's question is all of it. Each and every one of these things. Because it's not just one thing. And we try to make it, and we try to make it about what's the list of things that I need to do. Because it's, it's easier, but it's, it, and it is easier. We need to understand what the will of God is. And how do we do that? By reading, understanding, studying, and obeying the word of God. Yes? Betty wants to say something, and she's like, should I say it? Should I not? Should I say it? Yep. Mm-hmm. I had it here, and I took it out, because I had a bunch of <laughs> references. But it's right on. Yes. But know this. Know this. Because it comes out constantly in our lives. We want answers today. We want solutions right now. And the Lord is not answering my prayers because he's not answering. He's not answering. No. Because it's not about when you want it, how you want it. It's about the goodness and his plan and will in your life and for you. And we forget many a times to thank God for the things that don't happen to us. We're only looking at the things that we live through. But what about the things that he is not allowing that could even be worse in our lives? And you say, no, but what about the things that could be better? Mm, maybe. Yes, sir. A country western song. Okay. That's a new one. Thank God for unanswered prayers. Yeah. Sometimes. But we want answers now. And we want to know it now. And we want him to take me out of this now without really understanding. You made a mess. You, 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 you put yourself in that. And there are consequences many times. Of course, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm being general here. So understanding the will of God is reading, studying, and obeying the word of God. So filled, to be filled with the word of God, it's necessary to be filled with the Spirit. His point. So what is the result of the evidence of a Spirit-filled person? We wanna, I want to go, you're filled with the Spirit. You're in the word. You're obeying. You're studying. And the God is with you. We get to this. Start addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. So I will, in a few seconds, I will start singing because I'm filled with the Spirit. And you're like, no, it start raining. Give thanks always. Two, thanks always and for everything to God, to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So, we sing. We sing to one another. 
psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making a melody to the Lord with your heart. What do you think that means? What do you think it means? If you don't mind, let's stop right there. Um, Could someone pray?